Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. I'm Sanjay Parik. And I'm Adam Walker. We're joined in studio by Shannon. Hello. <laughs> yeah, you did that with a little bit of sparkliness there. Shannon came in this morning with just like lots of energy, lots she of did. coffee, very she, caffeinated. She like bounced in here like Tigger. Ready to rock and roll. So uh, <laughs> we are recording Tech Talk, y'all, at Dragon Army. Thanks for the studio. And also want to remind you that we are on Patreon. You can Patreon. find the link on our Twitter accounts. You can also find the link on techtalkyall.com. And very occasionally we're doing special things that only patrons That's on right. Patreon get. And so, so if, if you love this podcast so much, you might want a little bit bonus. And what Patreon is, is it's a way of us to just slightly monetize the podcast to help cover our costs for doing it. So if you want to go, you can contribute a dollar a month, $3 a month, $5, $14,000 a month, really whatever you want to contribute per month. You would be our access. best friend if it was $14,000 a month. That's right. And it gives you access to additional content. So that's the cool thing about it. We yep. throw in some extra content, some some offbeat, you know, crazy banter. Sometimes it's audio. Sometimes it's video even. Who you knows? get to actually see us. Who knows what it could be? Could be lots of things. In so, the wild. Without further ado, uh, we've got lots, lots, lots of articles coming at you today. We are going to talk about a rental car. Uh, well, just I'll let that stand as a. We're going to talk about a rental car. <laughs> We're also going to talk about a hybrid SUV electric Mustang. We got to talk about a photo battle between the iPhone 11 and a $7,500 DSLR camera. We got a lot to talk about with Facebook. I think four articles. We got to talk about Starbucks accepting cryptocurrency, some stuff about Google, and of course, weird and wacky that includes. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil it here, but it includes rats driving cars. I'm just saying. And of course, tech wrecks. You got to get your tech wrecks. So let's go ahead and get started. We got a lot of fun stuff coming at you. So five months after renting, a, or, sorry, five months after returning a rental car, a man still has remote control. Did you? What? Yeah. I, I was reading this article thinking Sanjay's going to lose his mind. Well, so here's the, <laughs> here's the thing. So here, here's the backstory. So the man rented this car. Uh, they have an app. Uh, I think it was a Ford. Yeah, right? Ford app. Yep. So got the Ford app, uh, registered it with like the VIN number, and then was able to kind of set it up or whatever. Yep. And still has remote access, so can turn the engine on and off. You can unlock, unlock it. the doors, yep. lock the doors. GPS all this stuff. track the car. GP know exactly where mm -hmm. it is. So other people are renting this car, and this guy still has access. Here's the crazy thing about this story. This exact same thing happened to me. So no. my, so it wasn't even a rental car. It was my car. I had a Volvo that uh, was bought back by the company. So the company, uh -huh. not even a rental car company, the company bought it back. And Volvo has this thing called Volvo on Call. Yep. Where you can turn it on and off, unlock the doors, lock yeah. the doors, know where it is, all the things, right? Right. So I was like, well, I'm just going to leave it. Let's see how long it is until they, uh, you know, boot me from it. So they bought the car back. I wanted to see what they did with the car because I was right. like, are they going to crush the thing? What are they going to do? Ends up they moved it to New Jersey and okay. sold it to somebody else because I could actually then see their driving because they've got a, a driving journal yep. in there. So I could actually see where they started and where they stopped and how long it took and all these things. Oh, man. And then like, I watched it for a couple of days and I'm like, yeah, they're not kicking me off. So I actually disconnected myself. Uh, okay. Because gotcha. I, that's just not that's, okay. You didn't want to be but, a creeper? No, absolutely not. But <laughs> look, if, if even the company that bought that builds Doesn't the even car think to take it off is not wiping that yeah. then the rental car company I i'm mean, thinking they have a the, flawed checklist yeah you know there, like, there's there something be wrong a, here there should be a checklist like buy the car back check get the title in our name check 
remove all owners' previous access to the car. Yeah. Check. And, <laughs> and all cars <laughs> actually have a master reset. I know the Volvo's doing. They said the Ford does too. Why so would they do not? a master of reset? Course. That should be a part of their process every yeah. single time. I, I don't. Is, I don't understand. That is just beyond yeah. crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. So if if you get a car, if you happen to get a car that's um, uh, a rental or is a, is a smart car, is a smart, smart car, car, or it's a used car that right. you're buying. Yep. Make sure you go through the Disconnect. process to reset all that so that somebody else doesn't have access to your vehicle. All right. So this next article is is. It's kind of interesting from a social perspective and from a technolo- technological perspective. And so what's happening, I think, in this article, the reason I tagged it is that it's kind of this social construct bleeding over into our technology. So the title of the article is A Healthcare Algorithm Offered Less Care to Black Patients. And of course, this is not a podcast where we're going to you know, dig into to race and socioeconomic things and anything like that. But what's interesting to me is that obviously there is some, there's some proven bias in healthcare uh, around white and black. And that bias has now carried over into an actual algorithm that's making assessments and decisions for patients that is bringing out, you know, a discrepancy here. Yeah, I I think we've talked about these kinds of things where, um, you know, folks are building algorithms and based on a data set that they don't fully understand. Right. Like we've seen these where the... Um, the soap dispenser will work with Caucasian hands, but not with yep. uh, hands of color. You know, it's it's they're working with a bad data set and they're obviously not realizing it. Um, and this is what's happening here. But the challenge here is that it's exacerbating and and kind of propagating these issues well, that we've had as a country in the past and, and yeah. bringing that into the future. And it's actually legitimately affecting people's health. I mean, there yeah. are people that that need more help right. and aren't getting it based on this business flawed algorithm. So, you know, what's interesting, just recently, actually earlier this week, I was talking to somebody who used to be in pharmaceutical sales okay. and was telling me that there is also a challenge on the drug trial side, mm, whereas yeah. by and large, the people that enroll into drug trials tend to be Caucasian, yep. tend to be wealthy as well. Right. And so they roll these drugs out because they see the efficacy in that group and then not realizing mm, that in other groups effective. it is less effective yep. and then it rolls out and they're like, oh, did not know that, right? Yep. And so that is, I, I think there's a challenge in all of these things to make sure that the data actually represents the people who need the help, um, which is everybody, uh, you know, right. it's, and it's we're not saying that um, folks that are Caucasian should not get the help. They should right. get the help too, yeah, but it should be help. equally across the entire spectrum. Yeah, well, especially right. when there's a lot of other factors that are making, if you look at breast cancer, for example, and I'm yeah. saying this because Adam hosts the Real Pink podcast yeah. by Susan G. Komen, and I do the production for it. And we, we've we learned from that, that black women die at a higher rate than white women do yep. from breast cancer yep. because of all of these other socioeconomic yep. factors. And then you compound technology and and healthcare inequalities and discrepancies on top of that. And it's, it, it's really shocking what yeah. happens with that. Yeah. And really, and really the lesson here is, is, is what you said. You've got to start with a good data set. And if right. you start with anything less than that, bad things happen. Yeah. Really. All right. Well, it, it's okay. I think if you start with a bad data set, but you've got to understand that it's a bad data and set, correct right? For it, right? And, 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 and make sure that you're not skewing the day, the, the resulting algorithms and everything else like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we, and we've seen that like, uh, with, uh, Google and their face detection issues. And right. I think it was Facebook as well. Yep. Um, so, you know, th- I think this is a challenge. This is not insurmountable. Right. Uh, for it's just a part of the growth process. I think of we just technology. need to understand it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, it's a part of growth. I, I mean, we've, yeah. we've uh, in the past, like 20 years ago, we didn't deal with any of this stuff. Well, really. Didn't like, have to. Technology was so simple back then. Right. Yeah. We didn't deal with these massive, 
you know, big computer. All we had to worry about like stuff. phone lines and stuff. I mean, come <laughs> right, on, you exactly. know, like, is there a phone line from here to there? Can I call them? Just make sure, sure. that it doesn't drop. Wait, the you're going to charge me long distance? <laughs> what is that? Oh yeah. my gosh. Should we use this as a segue for an unofficial article that 50 years ago yesterday was the kind of birth date of the internet? Of the internet, Woo-hoo. which was first called the. ARPANET. ARPANET. And uh, you were just telling us before we st- before recorded, the first recording, the first transmission was? A typo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh. supposed to be the word login, but only like they only typed L or O or only L or O went through. And then the other person that was, I think in the same building, just on a different computer, a couple rooms over, read yep. it as L-O and thought it was short for hello. Yep. And thus started the trend of saying "lo" whenever you go into a room. Yeah, not that anybody. Can you does. imagine how <laughs> exciting that would be to be in this like little building on UCLA's campus and send the first message over a computer network? It's pretty amazing. I mean, listen, yeah, I still remember amazing. the first time that I was at a computer and dialed up to another computer just to have a text chat. I mean, yep, so that, yep. and so we're literally just typing back and forth. And like, this is groundbreaking. This is so amazing. And now I look at it like, oh man, that's really boring. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I remember, and I actually think I still have my first modem. It was a 1200 baud modem. You still have it? Oh, I still is it have like it. framed on your wall? That's, that's what it is, right? <laughs> it's not framed. It's in a box with other it's old in a, computer It's gear. in a shadow box is what it is. You <laughs> shadow saving box it for the Sanjay Museum one day. <laughs> I, I, do have, I do have my second modem was a, Hayes microcomputer uh, modem, a Hayes 9600 baud yep, modem. Yep. A couple of years ago, I got it autographed by Dennis Hayes. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Because you're Sunjay and you do <laughs> stuff like that. That's amazing. Totally good. I good love that. that. Yeah. All right. So speaking awesome. of other things that are that are kind of amazing, uh, photo battle between an iPhone 11 Pro and $7,500 DSLR might surprise you. So this was an article... What, what yeah, were you I, I, I was, uh, honestly, I was really impressed. It's, yeah, like, like basically, they, they said, look, here's one photo from the iPhone 11 Pro. Here's a photo from a $7,500 DSLR. And, like, you can kind of tell a difference, yeah. but not by yeah. much. Yeah, and I there's think a, for most people, they're not going to be able to tell the no, difference. There's at least one photo where the iPhone photo legitimately looked better to me yeah. than the <laughs> other photo, too. Yeah. Like, the color saturation yeah. and whatever else. And so, like, to, what in, in what's interesting to me, too, is, is this sort of punctuated fact for me. So, every fall, my family takes a little trip to a pumpkin patch, right? Okay, yeah. And we went this year, and every other year, every other year, my wife's like, have you charged the DSLR? Do we have the DSLR? We're walking out the door like triple checking. Like, do you have the DSLR? Do you have the D-? It's like 15 triple checks, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this year we're walking out the door. I'm like, do you have the DSLR? And she's like, no, we're just going to use the iPhone. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, well, we're, that's where we're at as society now. Yeah. There's, no yeah. deal, there's no need for a DSLR. The best camera you have is the one you have with you, by right? Far. So, yeah, by um, far. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you did prints that were large, then you would be probably be able to tell the difference between yeah. the iPhone and but the, they'd have the to SLR. But real I don't know yeah. though, because iPhone's doing so much um, press and promotional stuff around yeah. us right now. And they just had um, Selena Gomez came out with a new song and she filmed the entire video or they filmed the entire video on the iPhone. Really? Yes. And like, so this whole music video is done on an iPhone. And I mean, it, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. Like, yeah. like to me, Moving into the future, DSLR, the, the main place for them is, is going to be in the telescopic lenses. Yeah. And then 
the ability to do like more nuanced, like real right. photography stuff. But for, yeah, I made <laughs> that up. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. But for those of us that are normal individuals, which is like 99.99% of the population. Right. Like, it's like, just pull out your phone. Like, yeah. Just, you're good. Yeah. You're gonna I mean, you, I think once I, uh, I had recommended the light camera, the L16. Oh yeah. Right. Which has yeah. the 16 lenses and then right. it fuses all that together. You know, looking at that new iPhone, and I think we're starting to see that with some other phones too, yep. with the multiple lenses, they're not doing it yet, but I can see a time where their processors are fast enough that then they can do stitching in real time between yep. multiple lenses. And that will create a image that is just as good, uh, if not even better than a high end SLR, because it, it's actually really impressive what the light camera is able to do. Unfortunately, they don't actually sell that anymore. Oh, um, I didn't they, know that. They've actually gone into just commercial stuff. Okay. So now they're doing the lens technology for like cars and things like that, where cool. you use multiple lenses, which are all individually cheaper. And then collectively they're cheaper than one high end camera and you get a better view of the road or whatever it is. Um, and so I, I think we're on the cusp of like some really fascinating things, but I think then if you kind of fast forward, like how are we going to deal with storage and, and sending these and like all of these things. Storage so this is going to be huge. All of this technology needs to yeah. start improving rapidly as well because this yep. camera technology is getting better too. That's right. All right. So speaking of technology getting better, Ford unveils release date for Mustang inspired electric SUV. So I know you're really excited about this because, like, you're a big I mean, Mustang guy. I'm not a Mustang guy, but, so. I mean, I think it's pretty cool, right? <laughs> I, I, mean, I kind of do, too. Yeah. I, I really want to see what it looks like. When, yeah. when you say Mustang inspired. to 60 speed is going to be impressive, I'm well, sure. Well, right? yeah, and when you say Mustang inspired, like, yeah. what is this? Because the Mustangs have gotten more and more sleek, more and more yeah. sporty, you know, over the last several years. A little and bit so more futuristic looking, More too, futuristic, yeah. yeah. So what's this? And they're, they're kind of like a crossover I, I just want to see it. Oh, honestly. they said it's a crossover. They, so yeah, it's going to be they, like taller. Or? Yeah. They, so it's an SUV. SUV it's a yeah. Mustang inspired oh, SUV. SUV. Oh, SUV. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's like a, so it's like crossover ish. Huh. So I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. Huh. I just had to mention it. Cause I mean, how can I not? This right? is, I'm pro- noticing this new trend lately of uh-huh. like companies and like different people coming together that you wouldn't normally pair together. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, like Boeing Mustang and, and SUV. Yeah. yeah. Like Boeing Mustang and Porsche. Yeah. Like yeah. Ellen hanging out with George W. Bush. Like there's like, I'm <laughs> Wait, trying to what? think. Yeah. That happened. Yeah, there's yeah, a whole there's story like a about whole that. Thing. Yeah. yeah. But so it's, happy. it's happening in music. Like this is a really obscure reference, but Dolly Parton just did a song with Galentis, which are this Swedish DJ duo. Okay. And it's like, you would never put what? these two groups yeah, of people yeah. or these two people together to do a song but like the by song the way, turned out really good like, by the way adam did you know who galentis was no yeah neither did i do you, have you ever heard the song <laughs> runaway okay never mind no this will well, be this will why be the you song sing of the it week after <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's really it's kind of high-pitched and i really just think that would end poorly for everyone <laughs> yeah. wow okay that was yeah. a, a really interesting rabbit trail. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah. Now I'm going to no, be, I'm going to be searching Dolly no, Parton like, on Spotify later today, yeah, which, yeah. Right? which I never would have imagined. Dolly Parton and Galentis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's uh, like the era of like doing like a peanut butter and cheese it's sandwich, like but it's working. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's the era yeah. of mashups. Yeah. It's like the whole, like, okay. let's take two random things. Peanut and butter and cheese sounds wrong. Uh, yeah. It does. That's, that doesn't that's, wrong. That's, that's All right. Speaking of things that are wrong, Twitter admits it showed more ads to less popular users. So here's what that means, Sanjay. 
I got more ads than you did on Twitter. That's what that means. I, I'm I, really upset about I, this. I, well, I don't know about that. But, uh. I got more ads than all of you guys. I have like 60 followers. Yeah. Uh, now, they've, they've leveled it out now. But apparently, yeah. the most popular users on Twitter, they were like, yeah, we're just not going to show you some. We're not going to show you ads. I mean, look, as a uh, the classic uh, thing of growth hacking, which is vile and, <sighs> and uh, awful of a lot of the things they do. Yeah. It's actually kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, it does. You, you want your very popular users to stay on there and have a great experience yeah. because you want them more engaged um, so that they bring other people to the platform. Yeah, right. right. That um, makes, it does make sense. So, I, actually, I actually don't know why they stopped doing it. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> Just keep going, you know? All right, so we got to dig into Facebook because this was a big week for Facebook. Zuckerberg was in front of Congress just getting destroyed. Yeah, that, that was ugly. It was like watching uh, like a, an angry college professor. Like, so I read an article. It was like, it's like watching an angry, angry college professor eviscerate like a young student. But to me, it was more like watching an angry college professor eviscerate like a preschooler. It's like, <laughs> what? You don't know how to use scissors? You know, it, it, that's how it felt yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, so there, there's just a lot to cover here. Uh, and we tagged several articles. To me, the gist of it was uh, when it was, it, is it, it's AOR. So it's uh, Alexandria. Uh, AOC. AOC. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Cortez. Yeah. She her, just, her. her questioning is so on point. Anytime she does stuff, it's so unbelievably like intelligent. I, I gotta say, I am so impressed. I, yeah. I don't care what party you are. You've got to be impressed. She is yeah. young. Yeah. I, you know, first time politician. Yeah, just killing everybody. She just crushes she it. She does the sound bite. In like, terms yeah. of like the the questionings that, you know, the questions that she fires off there and the responsiveness. Oh, yeah. And like the answers coming back and then the follow-up questions. It's crazy. They are just on point. So it like, is impressive. So to me, the, the most interesting part of this hearing is when she, she pins down Zuckerberg and she's like, okay, so you're telling me that you're not gonna, you're not gonna fact check political ads. She's like, so... I think the the first question was yeah. like, so can I target a zip code with mostly black voters and advertise the wrong day for the election? And he's like, well, no, because you know that's that's trying to tamper with the election. We would we would catch that. And she's like, all right. So the next question: Can I target primarily Republicans and say that somebody voted for the Green New Deal, which is a blatant lie? Right. And he's like, well, as a politician, yes, you can do that because. We're not actually fact-checking po political ads from from politicians, right? Which is like, wait, what? Yeah. And so then this led to like some, several other articles. Like, so then this guy in California decides he's gonna put his name in the hat for the governor race and register to run for the gubernatorial race because then he can run false ads on Facebook. Right. <laughs> but then Facebook shut down his false ads because they said that that's the only reason he's running. But like, but he's a legit politician yeah. at that point. Yeah. So what are you doing? Right. And then other other people ran the actual ad that AOC like said she would run about the you know voting yeah. for the Green New. Somebody actually ran that ad and it did get taken down. It's like it's it's like the Wild West. So like either you're yeah. censoring or you're not censoring. What's happening yeah. here? You know? And it, and it's funny. So they've gone back and forth on it and there was an op ed, um, I think in the New York Times by a couple of senior Facebook folks saying like you really shouldn't want us censoring free speech. Right. Well, and and, and I but I then, get that. But then, I, and I get that too. But then on the other side, 
we really don't want you having an effect on the election. So maybe we should just shut this whole Facebook thing down. <laughs> right? Like anytime there's an election right. in a country, it should just get shut just down like, for just, the two years before that. It's just got to be down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, well, then where they, would you find your cat photos and videos? I don't know. Everywhere like, else everywhere, on the internet. <laughs> everywhere else YouTube. on the internet. But is it a stretch to say that you just cannot do political ads of any kind on social media? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean so maybe the, that's the solution. Yeah, so the problem to me with this whole thing is is exactly what you mentioned, which is either they're going to control the media narrative coming into Facebook or they're not. And there's not a halfway. And so on the one hand, like we're very against, you know, like China filtering content for the yeah. people of China. Yeah. And yet that's kind of what they're saying Facebook needs to do to some degree because there's the problem is there's nuances of truth, right? So like, you know, you yeah. like I can yep. quote a statistic and say, oh, well, here's the stat in, in an ad. But the reality of that statistic is, I mean, you know, like what, yeah. what is Mark Twain's quote? There's lies, liars, damn lies, damn lies yeah. and statistics, right? Yeah. I mean, the reality is it's so it's sometimes truth is about perspective and sometimes yeah. it's just blatant lies, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's a very tricky, slippery, yeah. gray area. It, it is a very slippery know. slope. And yeah. and yeah, it's why you can have two people that have the exact same fact set and have one person that's a Democrat and one person that's a Republican. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because and, their perspectives are totally different. Right? And, and I think the higher order challenge here is, is that the cost of delivery of these ads has gone down yep. and the ability to target is so sharp and high at this point right yeah like if you wanted to do this exact same thing on television oh man like you could do false ads on television but and they do the cost would be so high that the the quantity of those ads is is low yeah. and, and the targeting is not as great right you're blanking in an area rather than picking you know all the the, the zip code where all the african-americans exactly. are or all the, the, the republicans ad. are or whatever yeah. right yeah well i mean and, and they do false ads on on tv they so do, they, yeah. how, how do they manage that right? right because there are political false ads on yeah. tv very clearly well tv stations do review those ads and, and right. they do reject them sometimes when right. they're like this is not appropriate so maybe there's some middle ground there yeah all right well moving on we got to keep going so man sues at&t after fraudulent sim swap led to one point million dollar one point eight cr- 1.8. Yeah. Thank you. One point. Wait, it's a one point million. One point it's, million. It's a one point, one point million. million. <laughs> it's, sorry. So this how much a, is that? Swap, swap one point to one point eight million dollar <laughs> cryptocurrency theft. So this is a pretty crazy story because the guy yep. realizes what's happening. Like his phone stops working, stops registering AT&T. He realizes, oh, crap. I'm probably having a SIM swap attack. Yep. Goes to the store, buys a new brand new phone. And a new SIM card yep. is assured that his account's on lockdown. Nothing will happen. There's extra precautions in place, blah, blah, blah. Before he leaves the store, before he leaves the AT&T store, yep. there's another SIM swap. Then they make him get back in line. They don't immediately start helping him again. What? They make him get back in line and wait for service again while his phone is compromised. And then he actually doesn't get full control over his accounts until 14 hours later yeah, somehow. And by that time... He's got, I mean, he's lost $1.8 million. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, we have talked about this multiple, multiple times. It is not safe to use your SIM, your phone number Mm -mm. as a Mm two-factor authentication Mm -mm. thing. Mm -mm. What's interesting is I was reading something else and somebody was talking about this and, and how they also don't trust this thing. And what they've gone and done is they've actually got a separate phone with a separate phone number Mm. that is independent of all this 
only for getting these two-factor authentication. Is it a burner things. phone? So like it's not even Almost, tied to their name? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's kind of brilliant, yeah. actually. Yeah. Right? So then, you know, because our, our regular cell phone numbers, they're out there. They're out there. Right? Like you yeah. guys have my People number. Or yeah. I have your guy's number. That's right. You know, it's easy for that to get leaked. And if we assume that that's your two-factor auth, which is the easiest thing for most people to do, you're already vulnerable at that yeah. point. Well, right? I mean, it's like we talked about last week. I mean, if you know the furniture company somebody ordered something from, you right. can get their phone number. If you know right. where they're staying at a hotel, you can get their phone number. Yep. Getting a phone number is not hard. Yep. Right now, I will I will say too, for this lawsuit, there were AT&T employees apparently, allegedly complicit yeah. in this that were being paid off yeah. to give over access to this stuff. Right. I'm sure those employees have been fired. But I mean, I, I would assume... If that's true, then AT&T isn't going to end up being liable. But but, we'll, but that we'll that again shows how this is a weak solution to that two-factor off. Very right? weak solution. You've got humans involved in this. So if you compare this to you know these these software programs like Authy or Google Authenticator yep. or using a hardware token, yep. like nobody really can mess in that. Like yep. okay, maybe an Authy or Google Auth. Um, if there is a employee there that is doing something nefarious, right? Maybe there's a chance there. But I'm hoping that those companies have pretty strong controls over yeah. access of that stuff. But if you're really paranoid, you should use a hardware a hardware token where nobody can mess with it as long as you've got the token. Exactly. All right, so uh, more on cryptocurrency. Starbucks will accept Bitcoin in 2020 thanks to Wall Street's backed. More than it's Wall Street's backed, it's a backed is a part of Intercontinental Exchange, which yep. is a Atlanta startup. And that's B-A-K-K-T backed, B-A-K-K-T, yeah. Because yeah. The, because you can't spell things right in startup land. Well, because you can never get the domains. That's, that's why. So. Yeah, it's all the domains fault. So, so yeah, so they're going to start accepting Bitcoin. I think <coughs> this is potentially a huge deal. It could this be. actually could take Bitcoin to the place where, where people it's actually, care actually about a it. normal thing that yeah. people use. Um, I think we talked about this before, right? The 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 Starbucks app is the most used it payment is. application right. in the world. And now if they're taking wow. Bitcoin too. Because you can get free drinks out of using it. I mean, yeah. like, who doesn't like some free Starbucks I drinks? Mean, I use it too. Yeah, I mean, you're already like, paying yeah. like a, a mortgage just to eat at Starbucks. <laughs> and so like drinking Starbucks. You need, so you I, I wonder, like projecting forward, I wonder, are they going to then maybe integrate a Bitcoin wallet into their Starbucks app? Wow. And then you could just do everything. That'd be amazing. Right Wouldn't but that be impressive? I don't think impressive? that's going to happen. You don't think so? Uh, maybe. It could happen. I think we'll that's see. that would be the next step for them. All right. So we got an exclusive. Actually, we don't have an exclusive, but whoever wrote this article has an exclusive, <laughs> which is that Google owner Alphabet is in a bid to buy Fitbit. So they're going to really come after the wearables Dang market. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got this, a Fitbit and now it's like, oh, this could be, I mean, I feel like the wearables market's a little stale. So like this could spice it up a little bit. Like, so they already it bought Fossil. Could. They already, so Fossil had a wearables uh, department. Right. They Go, didn't Alphabet. buy Fossil. They just bought no, no, that they, they, one they bought that department. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now they're, you know, they're thinking about, I mean, this will consolidate a lot of wearables in the same category. It'll help them right. to go, go head to head against the iWatch or the Apple, the Apple watch, not the iWatch, <laughs> the Apple watch. Um, and I mean, it's, it's kind of, it seems like a good move to me. Yeah. So I just, I bought these products and I am trying to stay out of the Google ecosystem and yeah, like and they the just Nest, keep coming back. the Nest, they bought it. Oh yeah. Fitbit. Oh, now they're buying it. Like, what, what do I use now? Everybody's right? coming after you, man. They're, know, they right? want to get access to it, your, not everybody, just Google. They're yeah. coming after me. Well, speaking of the, not the, the Android phone, I mean, come on, chill out now. Speaking of their devices, uh, next article, Google will replace home devices bricked 
due to latest firmware update. See, look at that. Now they're going to start bricking my Fitbit too. Yeah, uh, but 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 if they brick it, they're going to replace it, obviously. Uh, I guess no, that's not. okay. Yeah, so they, they released a uh, firmware update and oops, it uh, bricked some of the devices. I have a feeling, reading the article, it didn't really explain it, but it seems <coughs> like there was probably a batch of them that maybe had slightly different hardware right? and, and that didn't work right with the firmware and ended up bricking the devices. At least but, they're going to be nice. But they're doing the right thing, right? They're right saying, thing. hey, if it bricked it, we will swap it out with, with a new one. You know, the downside is there are, there are going to be a, a huge percentage of people that had their device bricked that don't know that Google will replace it and they're just out of luck. They're going to go buy new ones. Right. And so like, it kind of stinks yeah. for them. They should be, li- they should be tech, tech talk y'all listeners. But obviously. if their, their, their home device is bricked, then they can't listen to us. On their oh home device. man, that's really tough. One of those catch 22s. Google's messing us up again. All so. right. So speaking of uh, things getting bricked, America's nuclear forces finally dropped ancient eight inch. You heard that right. Eight inch floppy disk system. <laughs> I, I'm, I read this article. I was amazed. Um, I kind of feel like maybe this is a mistake. Like, like, yeah, like it's so antiquated. It's so old. Like that feels so much more secure you, now. So you know yeah. what this is? Else. You know what this is like? Just this is like, stick with it forever, and it'll become the most secure option at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> this this is essentially Battlestar Galactica. Do you guys? Did you watch? I, I did Battlestar? not watch Battlestar Galactica. Shannon. That's one of the few <laughs> sci-fi shows. She, she, I did not. Shannon turns away I from it. I did not me. watch. Okay, no. so the original Battlestar Galactica was great, but the reboot was, I think, even better. Okay. So, but the premise is, is that these these Cylons, the robots, have attacked Earth, right. and they take over because everything is networked and all this stuff. Battlestar Galactica was the only old ship that did not have a networked computer system. So the Cylons were not able to take it over and they were able to fight against the Cylons. That's essentially this because they talk about this system in here too where it's on 8-inch floppies. It's on an old IBM system that is impossible to network. So you can't get it online. Like Honestly, that's what I want in our nuclear arsenal system. This feels... so yeah. it feels like an upgrade away from aided floppy disks is actually a downgrade in security. That's right. what it feels like to I me. I mean, the, the only thing here is that they were having a hard time getting materials because they are yeah. not making these floppies but anymore. See, even so they more secure. Because if you've got like a spy <laughs> in another country, it's like, well, we can't go infiltrate the nuclear arms system because we can't get an eight inch floppy. I mean, like it's, who you makes know, these now? Nobody makes these anymore. Yeah. They're like shopping on eBay for eight inch floppies. <laughs> so you know? someone's reselling it on eBay for yeah. like a hundred dollars. <laughs> so I, I got to admit, I still have a lot of five and a quarter inch floppies. I've yeah. never had an eight inch floppy. You've uh, never, you've never owned. I've one? never owned. Well, I never had a disk drive for an eight inch floppy. That's really huge. I'm sure I've never I had one. an eight inch floppy. You had How an eight inch th- floppy. I think, yeah, like like real big, yeah. No, no, no. These were the five and a quarter inch floppies. Oh. The eight inch are like this. Oh, no, 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 no. Those I are, didn't have that. They're no, no. big. Okay, no, Those no. are mainframes. I'm thinking about the only. five and a half and the three. Five and a quarter. Five and a quarter and the. Three yeah. and a half. That's three and a half, about. five and a quarter. That's the two floppies. I had those. The three and a half were a little bit harder. Yeah. Right? Because they were the, the yeah, yeah, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. You could like throw those at somebody and really hurt them. Shannon's like, I don't know what you guys like, are talking about. Like I wasn't born yet. Well, what's funny is the, you know, the, the five and the five and a half inch floppy, Shannon, what's five interesting quarter. is that you, five quarter, you could actually bend it. It was actually floppy. They were actually floppy, yeah. The, the yeah, three and a half, well. not so much. Yeah, <laughs> it was going to break. So there's a floppy done. disk that wasn't floppy, which they, I always thought was weird. Maybe I should, uh, maybe I'll bring in <laughs> floppies next time and show Shannon. It's the non-floppy floppy disk show. It's part of your collection of like outdated technology. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, He's going to go get it out of his uh, shadow box and bring <laughs> and, it in. And, 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 show and, the, and tell. And the five and a quarter inch floppies. So I, two things. So the five and a quarter inch floppies, they were 140K on one side. Yep. 280K if you double-sided them. Right. I actually have a notcher. 
because you could buy the one-sided floppies that were cheaper than the two-sided floppies. But if you had a notcher, you could just notch the one-sided floppies <laughs> and double-side them. Oh and moving on. Uh, and then there you go. <laughs> all so, right, so I'll, I'll bring in my notcher too. Discovery and Amazon <laughs> serve up a new cooking app. So what's fascinating to me about this is, and then in this article, in all fairness, is behind a paywall, but you can get the gist of it from the beginning. And what's fascinating to me is it's a Peloton model. Like that's what, so, so this is cooking classes yep. from Discovery and Amazon at a subscription fee and it's a Peloton model. So you can have like a cooking class taught by Martha Stewart and it's like on this big video screen yeah. in your home. So it's is Am Amazon going to incorporate Amazon Fresh and you can just order everything that's Bingo. needed yeah. in yeah. there and have it delivered yep. in two hours? Because I got an email yesterday that Amazon is piloting um, Amazon Fresh for free as part of your Prime membership. We got that yep. too. Yeah. You got that too. Yeah. But not everyone in Atlanta has gotten it that oh, has really? Amazon Prime because I was talking to a couple of my friends about it because it's kind of a game changer if you think yep. about it. Yep. And they are both Amazon Prime members live in Atlanta, didn't get the email and they were like trying to figure out on their account Account if they have access to it and didn't. So I think it's kind of maybe a it's group based on of, location or something. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because, Twitter followers. Yeah. It's based on Twitter followers. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter yeah. Totally. Followers. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this actually harkens back to the previous story that we talked about where two groups that you wouldn't have thought together have come together, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's exactly this. And, and this, it makes sense. It's the Just age like of the mashup. We're yeah. calling it. The age it. of the mashup. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on because it is time for the fun part of a show. Not that this hasn't already been fun, but we got to talk about some weird and wacky stuff. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. He's not an axe murderer. One of the TAs. All right. So first article really cracked black. me up. I did, in all fairness, uh -huh. learn about this article on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which was oh, yeah. hilarious to listen to, by the way. Oh, I didn't. Um, I don't think I listened to this week's yet. It's great. I need to listen. So to this rats week. taught to drive tiny cars to lower their stress levels. They obviously were not taught to drive tiny cars in Atlanta because that, <laughs> that would not lower stress levels. Raise stress levels. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but no, they put these rats in these like little, like they basically, they put like a plastic box on top of like a car rig. And essentially they had these uh, like copper wires inside yep. of it. And if the rat touched like one copper wire on like the top one, it would go forward, bottom would go backwards and, you know, and then left, right. Couple, left, right. Yeah. And so they taught these rats to like drive like through this little maze to then get out and get food pellets. And apparently, after measuring like the hormones in the rats afterwards, it lowered their stress levels. Well, yeah. So the, the drivers, the drivers, have lower stress levels yes. than the passengers. <laughs> and the belief is, is that because they have control of their environment, yeah. they have agency, yeah. that uh, that's why they had lower stress. Yeah. So drivers lower stress, passengers not lower stress, which is also similar to driving in Atlanta. Right. right? Yeah. So I have two questions. One, uh, what do we think about autonomous driving and what is that going to cause for the stress level of everybody then? Ooh. And instead of having autonomous driving devices, should we instead have rats driving us around? Discuss. So in, in answer to your first question, that's actually a really fascinating point. Like, is our stress level going to go up because we're now in a car that we are not in control of and right. technology is controlling, which we're not going to fully trust at, it'll be years before I think we right. can fully let that go. Yep. So like, yeah. what does that do to our stress level? I, I also lifetime? wonder like if you're flying in a plane or on a bus or in a, in a train, yeah. like what is the stress level there? Cause we don't have control in any of those yeah. situations. Right? Yeah. I mean, I will say like, I get, there have been moments where I've gotten 
unusually stressed on planes because of that exact thing. Cause it's like, I'm not in control of this vehicle. I'm just along for the, now not, not often, but every once in a while I'll have like a little freak out. And like, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's, that's. But see, common. I have the exact opposite reaction. I'm like, I'm not in control. So whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I'm not stressed at all. Yeah. <laughs> at least you don't think you're stressed, but then maybe your cortisol levels are like through the roof. Who knows? Right. Yeah, it's I possible. I, I, yeah, I think I, the plane I, thing is interesting because yeah. some people just like totally zone out and are so chill and yeah. are just like no stress at all. And some people are like sweating the second they get on the plane until they leave. Yeah, That's I, true. I, I'm only stressed uh, when there's really bad turbulence. Yeah. Because then they're like, we're going to die. We're flying in a big are giant you, metal tube. Are you ever stressed if you like sit down and like you sit down and you look down, and there's a baby sitting next to you? Like, no, you're like no, that doesn't, that doesn't no. stress you out? I, I, okay. I you know, we, we traveled <laughs> with our kids when they were yeah, young. Us too. I, I feel really bad for parents that have to travel. I try to make them laugh. Like, yeah. I try to, I try to yeah. like, like look at the kids and wave yeah. and, you know, like giggle. And, 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 and yeah. honestly, if, if yeah. I need to sleep, I always travel with earplugs. Yeah, me too. Um, on the plane. So yeah. like, I don't understand these people that get get upset it's the parents don't want their kids crying on the right. plane either yeah they're I mean, not like, like oh that. this is great the kid is annoying everybody the kid is screaming I their mean, head off this is yeah. awesome you, you giving know? dirty looks and saying things is not making the situation better no so, not at all anyways all right so uh using your next article using your smartphone too much can make you go temporarily blind so this is from an article from i think was it uh, in china yeah yeah somebody used their smartphone like all day in a dark area i mean come on went Temporary, like temporarily lost their vision. Yeah, of course. Of course you're going to lose your vision. You're dark in this glowing little display. Yeah. And, and more than likely didn't have the blue filter on. Right. right? So that's also bad for you. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course it's going to hinder your vision. Like that's inevitable. Like, come on, people. Don't, Let's be, use, don't be dumb. Use your smartphones with common sense. Don't read while you're walking down the sidewalk, running into people yeah. or running into I mean, traffic. This, this story no. is almost like, hey, you know, running with scissors might get you stabbed eventually. <laughs> right. Like, I, duh. We should write that article. I bet we could get that published. That's a good idea. You, you think we might be in an academic journal with that? I think, you know. At no. least, like, The Onion will publish it. Like, <laughs> someone will publish it. Yeah, or, like, Forbes or something, you know? 98% of people who run with scissors end up getting hurt. Yeah. So, do you guys believe in the blue light glasses? Do you think they work? I've never tried them. I don't know. I have them the, on right now. The These blue, are blue yeah, light. Yeah, so my reading glasses have blue light filters, but okay. I actually have blue light filter on my laptop and on my phone oh, turned really? on all the can time you, now. I wonder if you can, can you turn it on on the Mac? I don't know. We so I previously recommended an app called Redshift. Um, and I don't know if, I think there might be a Mac version for that too. The nice thing with Redshift is it over time adjusted mm -hmm. so that it mimics uh, the sun coming oh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that because that. the blue light actually disrupts your uh, circadian rhythms, yeah, right? Right. Um, but they have shown actually the, you know, those bright white lights that you have in the home, if you get those uh, bulbs or whatever, that blue light is actually detrimental to your eyes just in general. In general, yeah. um, It causes deterioration. And so, mm. uh, yeah, you should try to not look at blue lights. So screens, anything that uh, you can reduce the blue light on. Good to know. It would be better to not make you go blind because we want all of you to see for as long as possible. We do. We want yeah. you to see so you can listen to Tech Talk, y'all. <laughs> so you can and, find the podcast to play it and listen to it with your ears yeah. what was great was how long it took you to react to that yeah. statement all right now it's time Let's for tech rex tech rex tech rex
Okay, so um, my tech wreck is something that I have talked about all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm only uh, doing it again because there's a new update. So it's Firefox. Firefox 70 just came out. Okay. Which the numbers, by the way, don't make any sense to me anymore. I feel like like last year it was Firefox 4. Yeah. And now it's all of a sudden 70. But, well, I mean, they have um, a lot of releases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the new feature in this is killing it of actually tracking protection. I am loving the features that they have here. Um, so enhanced tracking protection, it's now on for all kinds of, of searching. They're blocking cross-site uh, tracking cookies, uh, social media trackers, all of this kind of stuff. Um, it is actually so good that I've started getting rid of some of my add-ons that I was using to protect me what? because it's actually overkill at this point. Those add-ons are now not doing anything because the browser has become so good wow. in, in protecting you with that. So, so if you're using Firefox, definitely upgrade. If you're not using Firefox, consider making a switch. I'm using Firefox. I need to see if I've upgraded, but do I need to do anything else besides just have it installed? Like, does it yeah. automatically give me this level of security or do I need to like do something else? So it depends on your settings. Um, okay. there's, there's something in the, the preferences that you can adjust. Okay. Um, but what I actually find fascinating is they actually now have a report, enhanced tracking protection, and it will tell you how many trackers it has blocked over the last week. Wow. And so I'll tell you on Saturday, it blocked 2,546 trackers. As I was surfing around okay, the internet. Okay, so when you just said, you know, it depends on what your security settings is. I just had this image in my mind of like, like low security, medium security, high security, Sunjay secure. Like that's, <laughs> that, and I feel like, I feel like that could be a new domain for you. Sunjaysecure.com. Sunjay secure. Yeah. yeah let's, you should really let's consider register that. that up. I'm just saying. So, okay. Uh, so my tech rec for this, for this week is actually an integration to uh, another tech rec. So, we use Slack at work. Uh, I use Slack several other places as, yep. as well. And Slack has an integration with Google Calendar. And so for work, what I love about that is I'll get a Slack message reminding me, hey, you've got a meeting coming up in 10 minutes and then one one minute before. Because what ends up happening on like with the calendar <laughs> reminders is you get a calendar reminder 10 minutes beforehand and then you like dig into like some project or email or something else and then you completely lose track of time yep. yeah. and then you're late to whatever it was. Yep. So now I get a reminder one minute before, which is fantastic because then I can just go hop right in the call. Yep. It also, every single day, sends me a Slack that says, hey, here's your calendar for the day. Do you want to change any of your responses to these calendar invites. So I can like change oh. right there. I can decline right there. Oh, I don't need to meet with that person. Let me decline or whatever. I can do all that right there within Slack, which is really handy. So, so. D when it does that, does it have just buttons for you to do all yeah, of those? Yeah, it's like a little drop down event. Yeah, for each event. Yeah. Oh, you that's can just nice. Control it right there in Slack. It's really oh, that's great. Nice. So, so I, if you're a Slack user, which I think probably a lot of you are, Google Calendar integration is fantastic. You so is it, out. and that's straight from Slack. Yeah. So it's an integration that you can do. So easy to add on. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I Check like that. What Shannon, about you, Shannon? What you got? Um, I'm recommending Nike Run Club. So it's obviously Nike's app to use while you're running. But what's really cool about it is you can set um, a program that you're training for, like if you're training for a specific event and how many weeks out that event is. And then they'll automate like your training program based on that, based on the number of days a week that you want to run and based on your performance too. So every week uh -huh. it'll update um, for the next week based on what you've done in the previous week for different like targets to hit for speed and for distance and everything else like that. Wow. So it's, it's a cool program and it's totally free. This And this works outside or is it work on treadmills as well or 
I haven't tried it on treadmills okay. because I hate running on treadmills. Oh, do but you? Yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're an outdoor thing. Yeah. You're yeah. an outdoor runner. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then at the end of the run too, they have like different people and coaches with like a little message. Oh. And one of them is Kevin Hart. So you finish your run and it's Kevin Hart being like, yeah, you crushed that. And it's great. <laughs> that, that is pretty great. The only thing that'd be better is if Kevin Hart could like run alongside you and tell you how awesome you're doing. That, that would, would be pretty also awesome. Be great. Yeah. I feel like that would cost a lot. You think he's a more. runner? I don't know if he's a runner. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no concept of things like that. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y, or SanjayPark.com. What about you, Adam? On Twitter, AJ Walker. Also on Instagram, if you'd like. At Adam Walker. I'll throw the Insta in there. Yeah, I'm on there. And then, uh, of course, my blog, AdamJWalker.com. And Shannon, where are you hanging out this week? Not hanging out. Nope. Don't find she's me. She's out. She's gone. She's, she's ghosting. She's it's, at, it's she's, Halloween this week. She's Sunjay's security level is what she is. <laughs> she's going to be like a ghost. Yeah. Just in town for Halloween. <laughs> like a ghost for do, Halloween. Do, do you have a costume pickup? Um, Security-minded individual shirt. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> do, do, do.